right, good morning, everybody. Michael Nettemeyer here coming at you live from beautiful Medellin, Colombia. So I hope you're all having a great morning. Wanted to talk to you a little bit today about how to take a listing every single time. All right, I know we've probably all gone on appointments in the past. We've had a good conversation. We felt it went well. We walked away without getting it signed and they listed with somebody else. So that's not a good thing. And the higher and the better we can get at our listing appointments, the better we can get at our conversions, the better we're going to get at taking more listings, selling more listings, at getting more things sold, and making more money. Our dollar per hour goes up. Everything is beneficial when you get good at presenting at the listing appointment. So if there's background noise, I apologize. I'm in the city here. It's kind of loud. So a um, couple of things, though. Let's talk about one. Right now, we know we're in a shifting market. Most of the country right now is experiencing a shifting market, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. What it is, is we've, the last two years, year and a half, two years, we've been in a market where you put a house on the market. If you're a seller, it's a great thing because you put a house on the market, it's going to sell immediately with multiple offers. From a skill set standpoint, from the agent, we didn't have to really do a whole lot. If you think about it, for the realtors out there, you didn't have to do a whole lot. You put it on the market, if you priced it even reasonably within the realm of possibility, it was going to sell. And the seller thought you looked, you were great. And you were, right? But now in a shifting market, what we're seeing is days on market starting to tick up. And again, it's not going to go from like a crash or anything like that. We talked about a lot about that, but that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is things are going to start sitting a little bit longer. Pricing is not going to appreciate at the levels that it's been appreciating that over the last couple of years. Interest rates are higher. So all of these things are going to play into a factor. Where we have to get better at being able to one, get a listing and then keep a listing. So what I'm going to cover today is the listing presentation and how you should structure, how at least our team structures our listing presentations and how we win more listings by using the things I'm going to talk about today. We're going to be, this is going to be a listing series where it's going to be a four-part series. We're going to cover objection handling as far as commissions, as well as how to price a home and how to cover pricing, seller servicing, all of that at a later date. What I'm going to cover today is the framework for the listing presentation and then the close at the end. So we're going to assume that we've gone through pricing at the end of our presentation, as well as any commission objections that might come up, because we're going to cover that later. So moving into our, our listing presentation, three things. So here's, here's a couple of key points real quick. We know that one, um, when you go on an appointment, don't be late. It's kind of obvious, but unfortunately, some people are late. They don't plan. They don't structure. They don't, they don't take into account traffic. They don't take into account accidents. I would, I would rather be 20 or 30 minutes late. I know that's not really time productive, but I would rather be 20 or 30 minutes, excuse me, early and sit out like down the street, park down the street, than be a minute late. Because what does a being late send a signal to your client? It sends a signal that one, you don't care, right? Fair enough. So don't be late. Always be on time. My rule of thumb was five minutes early as far as I'm walking up to the door five minutes early. If I got there 20 minutes early, I'm going to drive around the neighborhood and look at my active comparables. You should go preview active comparables, and we'll talk about that in pricing, but bare minimum, drive around and look at my active comparables. I'm going to drive the neighborhood to make sure there's nothing coming soon or nothing that's pending or sold or something like that, that there's a sign in the yard that maybe I missed in my comps. So I want to know the neighborhood really well. About five minutes before, I'm going to walk up to the door, knock on the door. I'd have a business card in hand. I would say, hey, I'm Michael Lennemeyer. We have a meeting at two o'clock. Um, that's it. Well, name your company. And then they're going to let you in. I'm going to offer to take my shoes off. Always. Some people say, yes, please. Some people say, no, don't worry about it. But always offer. It's just a nice thing. Some people don't like you wearing shoes in their house. So make sure you offer that. Then what I'm going to ask is, I'm going to say, would you mind if I set my stuff down at the kitchen table? 
Now, why would I say that? For a couple of reasons. I don't want to go do a listing presentation. I'm going to have my laptop, my iPad. I don't want to do that in front, you know, in a living room or in a setting where I'm sitting on a couch or standing in a garage. All of these things have happened. So I'm going to ask, do you mind if I set my stuff down at the kitchen table or the dining room table? They're going to say, yes, I'm going to set my stuff down. Then I'm going to say, would you mind if you take a tour of the house? Now, people have different scenarios, or different strategies or different theories on this. Some people don't like to walk through the house with the seller. They want to walk through it and say, I'm going to walk through it through the eyes of a buyer. It's going to save me time. They're not telling this, but they're going to say, I'd like to walk through your house through the eyes of a buyer. And while I do that, if you wouldn't mind looking at some of my marketing material. So that's one philosophy. One reason that you're doing it is you're getting through the house quicker and you're not letting them sell you on the house. You're not letting the seller sell you on all the updates they did. I get it. Totally get that. I've tried that approach. For me personally, it's, it's whatever you like. I prefer to do the approach where I'm going to walk through the house with the seller. For one simple reason, I'm building rapport. So I'm able to build rapport with the seller while I do that. And as I'm doing that, I'm taking notes as well. So I'm taking very detailed notes on everything they're telling me about the house that they've done to it. Why would I want to take notes? For a couple of reasons. One, it shows I care and I'm listening, actively listening. And two, once I take the listing, I can bring that back to our listing team and get a really good detailed description. So if I have good notes, I take it back. And what if they're telling me things that aren't, aren't say, being seen from eyes of like through the photo? What if they're telling me it's two by six walls and it's super insulated and this is that? And that's very important to them. And I don't take a single note about it. I don't pass it back to my team. I don't put it in the listing. And then they get the description. It doesn't say anything about the two, two by six walls. Now, is that a huge selling feature? Probably not. Is it important to the seller and should it be in there? Yes. So make sure you take really good notes. So as I'm doing my walkthrough, taking detailed notes, I'm building rapport, I'm asking questions. Then I'm going to sit down and, and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go through and start my presentation. And what I'm going to do, and here's the framework of our listing presentation that our team uses that's taken over thousands of listings. So we're going to sit down. I'm going to start by saying, thank you so much for coming out to, to for allowing me to come out to your home. And I've got a lot of great information I'd like to share with you on how we're going to market and sell your home. And before I get started, I'd like to know, do you have any questions? So why do I want to ask that? It's simple. I just want to know what they're thinking. Some people say, yeah, what's your, what's my house worth? Uh, what's the commission? Those are all valid questions. You know, that's a great question on what your house is worth. I've put a lot, a lot of great pricing information together that I'm going to share with you at the end. What I'd like to do is just take a few minutes to go through our marketing and then we'll get into the pricing. I would say the same exact thing if they ask about our commission. You know, our commission is actually negotiable. What I'd like to do is share with you our marketing and then we'll talk about the commission at the end, if that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Great. So I want to see if they have any questions, right? Or maybe they ask me marketing questions that I need to make sure I hone in on. They're gonna, so I'm always going to ask that. Do you have any questions before I get started? If they say, no, I don't have any questions, great, let's get started. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, and again, I have a presentation on this. So you want to start building something you know, with some of the data that I'm giving you here. But Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we know there are three things that get a home sold. One is the price. Two is the way the, the home shows. And the third is the marketing. Let's start with price. Now, in our experience... We know that if your home is priced correctly, it should sell quickly. We should get showings. We should get offers almost immediately, especially in this market. We're still in the seller's market. We should get offers immediately if your home is priced correctly. Now, if your home is on the market, I'm actually going to pull up my presentation and I can just dive right in and go through. So if your home is getting a lot of activity, meaning we're getting a lot of showings and we're not getting any offers. 
So let's just say we're getting six, seven, 10, 12, 15, 20 showings in the first week, in the first seven to 10 days, and we're not getting any offers. Mr. Mr. Sully, that means that we are most likely four to 6% off on price. Now, if we're only getting low showings, let's say we're getting low showings, meaning we're only getting one or two showings in the first week. That means we could be six to 12% off on price. And if we're not getting anyone coming through the house to see it, we're only getting people driving by or looking at it online, we could be as much as 12% or greater on price. Now, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen. And we're going to make sure we're priced competitively and correctly to get your home sold. And that's why I'm going to share at the end here all of the data that I have um, on, on what your home is worth in the market today. Does that make sense? They're going to say yes. And I'm going to keep moving on. So keep in mind with that, I'm going to spit those numbers back to you real quick. Off script pricing. If we're priced correctly, we should get offers almost immediately. If we're getting a lot of activity and no offers, we could be as much as 4 to 6% off on price. If we're getting low showings, meaning only maybe one or two showings, we could be as much as 6 to 12%. And if no one's coming to see it, we could be 12% or greater. Now, things we're tracking as well as online activity within Maris. We're able to see the uh, different agent hit counters, the, the different views. People have saved it as favorites, possibilities. Zillow shows views. There's a lot of websites out there that you can get a lot of data, Realtor.com as well, and see how much, how much, how many people are looking at our, our property and how many people aren't coming to see it. If I'm getting thousands of views online and no one's coming to see it, that means the market's rejecting our price. So that's something to keep in mind. And that it's always the market. It's not you. We know our marketing works because we sell a lot of homes. What we're testing here is price. And this slide talking about if we're priced correctly, it's going to get offers. If we're getting a lot of activity, four to six, low showings, six to 12, no showings, 12 or greater. That's going to help you should you need to make a price adjustment in the future. Now, the second thing is how the property shows. We know in today's market, 97% of home buyers start their search online. It's all about web appeal. We have to look really good online. Your home has to show well online for the buyer to want to be able to come inside and see it. So one of the things we offer as a team, and this is something you may want to think about, we do offer a free one-hour complimentary staging consultation. Now, this is only after our team member takes the listing, staging consultant comes out and shows them things to do. So we do offer a one-hour staging consultation. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we live in our homes for comfort. And when it comes time to sell your home, we really have to set it up to be functional, to show as functional as possible. We need rooms to show big. We need to be able to have the buyers envision themselves living here. So our staging consultant is going to come in and just give you tips and suggestions on things to do to get your home ready for our photographer to come in and shoot the photos. Now, that's the next thing is that how I mentioned before, 97% of home buyers start their search online. It's also super important that we have really good quality professional photography. So, and what we do in our presentation is we show a difference between um, listing expired listings that our team took in the past where uh, we had a, the photos that the realtor used previously and then the photos that we use with our team as well. So that just shows you uh, the difference, day and night difference between the good quality photo and somebody that might be taking their, their phone or photos with the photo, with their camera phone. So having a professional photographer is super important. Now, the third thing is marketing. Ultimately, we control, or excuse me, you control where your home is priced. We're going to give you guidance on how you should price your home and where we think it should sell in the market today. And we're also going to give you guidance on what to do to get your home ready to sell. But ultimately, you kind of control those factors and what you want to do as far as that. What we really control is the marketing of your home. So with that, with the marketing of your home, we know that in today's market, over a third of homes are still selling from realtors communicating with one another. Now, that's a big number. So we want to make sure we're doing everything we can to, to reach out and let the realtors in the, in the area know about your property. 
the likelihood of there's 12,000 realtors in our MLS, chances are high that one of them has a buyer for your home. So it's our job to find that realtor that has a buyer for your home. So we're going to begin emailing out thousands of, of email flyers about your home. We're going to have paper flyers in our office. We're going to have virtual tours. We're going to have realtor meetings and talk about your property at our realtor meetings and stay in constant communication with realtors in our office, as well as realtors that have buyers for your home. Now, another thing we're going to do is reverse prospecting. So everyone should have access to this, no matter what MLS you're in, you should have access to what's called reverse prospecting. What that is, this is a super underrated tool that's very effective. And basically what reverse prospecting is, is you're able to... Um, you're able to go in and see every, once your listing is active, you're able to see every realtor who has set up a buyer with a home search who matches your listing's criteria. So it would be a good idea to think about reaching out to these realtors. You can email them, uh, you can call them. We do all of this. We email, we call every single week for these realtors. Also, you get hearts and light bulbs, people whose clients have saved it as a favorite or a possibility. You want to be reaching out to those realtors immediately and letting them know their clients saved your listing as a favorite or a possibility and asking them, when do they intend to come in and take a look at their house. Now, if you do anything with corporate relocation, that would be a good thought too. Think about this. How can you get contacts and get in contact with different relocation companies that might have people moving in and out? So talk to HR departments at different corporations. Talk to companies like Carta, Serva, NEI, USA, Military. See if you can get in touch with the relocation people to start establishing some contacts there to be able to reach out and see if anyone's getting ready to relocate in that you might be able to help. Now, another thing with online marketing, as we've mentioned before, 97% of all home buyers are starting their search online. So don't you think it's important that we get your home on as many websites as possible? So you as an agent be thinking about how can you get their home on as many websites as possible? One, and this is the reason we talk about this, we talk about how their home is advertised on all different brokerages. So every brokerage website, no matter how large or small, if they have a website, we're going to get your home on that website. Why would we want to talk about that to the client, to the seller? Well, for the simple reason that let's just say they, you lose a listing because they say, well, we listed with so-and-so because they're at a bigger brokerage and we wanted to make sure it was on their website because their website gets more presence than yours. The house was going to be on their website anyway. So don't use that as a reason to lose the listing. So make sure you let them know that in addition to your company's website, it's going to be on every single real estate brokerage website as well. It's going to eliminate you from losing a listing. Also, find out from your MLS how many websites it syndicates out to. So like with ours, it's going to syndicate out to over 350 different websites. So it would be a good idea to have a slide of that and show them that here's an example of all of the websites. I know it's going to go on over 350 different real estate related websites, including the big ones like Zillow and Realtor.com. Truly, it used to be a big one. They were purchased by Zillow. But make sure they know that your listing is going to get on every single real estate website out there as well as the big ones where most people are going to be looking. Also, search engines. So one of the things we do is we run pay-per-click advertising. We run it in Google, Bing, Yahoo. The reason we do this is because one of the, the biggest uh, concerns that sellers have is they want to know you as the realtor are going to be actively looking for buyers for their home. So we, we talk about pay-per-click advertising, SEO, and talk about how we get, we're going to run different pay-per-click ads to be proactively looking for buyers for their home. And this could also be done through different methods of you know, running ads on Facebook, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But we talk about this because that's a concern. Are you going to be finding buyers for my home? They want to know you're not just going to put a sign up there, put it in the MLS, and hope somebody else brings a buyer. So 
address how you're going to be proactively looking for buyers for their home as well. One of the ways you can do that is through pay-per-click advertising. Another way is through social media. So running ads on Facebook, Instagram, different sites like that, you can actually do a radius search on Facebook around their house and start running ads that will show up on all of their neighbor's Facebook walls. Now, why would you want it to show up on their neighbor's Facebook walls? Nosy neighbors, sure. But keep this in mind, a lot of times neighbors have family members or friends that they want to move into the area. With that said, why wouldn't you run an ad? So if you run a radius search around their house and start having, and if you need help with this, you know, you find reach out to people that can help. This is actually really easy to take a few minutes, you can learn how to do this. But run ads around their neighborhoods. Not all of their neighbors are now liking, commenting, sharing, letting people know, maybe family members or friends that want to move into the area, letting them know about their property. Very important. YouTube is another one. Google owns YouTube. Make sure you stitch together a quick little picture video. You can use things like I think Vimeo. Uh, Canva maybe, but make a quick little picture video of the listing and get it into the search engines. It's going to rank in the search engines higher and faster than written content will. Just another way to get more eyes on the property. These are all important things that will get more eyes. It's going to show your value from a marketing perspective and what you're doing. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, if the house is priced correctly and put in the MLS, do you have to do a whole lot of marketing? Probably not. Right, price is the number one. Out of the three things we talked about, price is typically the most important. And we we want to get the seller the most money possible. We want to get the most eyes on the property. We want to get the most amount of buyers and drive the price up to get them the most amount of money possible. So it's important that we have a good marketing plan to share with them to show them what we're going to do. So we're going to talk about targeted ads now. If you've had a success story, maybe on a a targeted social media ad, you should show that. One that we have with our team, we got over eleven thousand views in a week. Um, hundreds of likes, comments, everything. I got the property sold in a week. So we share success stories and show examples of the, the, the different ads that we've run to show them what we've done. Another thing, yard sign. Do you have a yard sign? What's your yard sign look like? Keep this in mind. 15% of home sales occur from a yard sign call. So it's important that you have a sign in the yard. It's also important that you answer your phone when somebody calls. If you have different lead capture things, like maybe a text message or a 1-800 number where they can call to get information, what kind of lead capture do you have on your sign? That's going to be important. So make sure your sign is visible, it's large, stands out. You've got the phone number, the main phone number on there that you want people to call. Make sure you're answering that. Make sure, because this is a big thing we talk about. 15% of home sales occur from from a yard sign call. So we want to make sure that we have one, our office line on there that can call and someone's always answering that. We also want to make sure when they do call that my information is on the sign as well so they can call me directly. I can give them information and speak intelligently about your home because I know everything about it. And two, we're going to make sure that we get them pre-approved and then schedule a showing to come in and see your house. So that's a big one too. Make sure they know that you're going to get people pre-approved and bring them into the house and not just bring anybody in. Feedback. So now we've talked about price. We've talked about the way it shows. We've talked about the marketing. We've talked about yard signs and different different various things that we're going to do to proactively market the property, like reverse prospecting. Feedback. We talk about feedback because we used to sell, as our team, we used to sell a lot of expired listings. Number one complaint, call it a complaint, call it a irritation, whatever you want to call it, was I never heard from my realtor. Make sure you don't do this. And here's the thing, in a skill-based market when houses are sitting longer, if you want to keep a listing for 30, 60, 90, 120 days, you need to be in constant communication with your seller. So one of the things we talk about in our listing presentation is our communication guarantee. You know, our guarantee and our commitment to you is that you're going to hear from us at the minimum once a week. Oftentimes it's going to be more. 
we put together weekly seller reports, which we're going to do a training on for you. We put together weekly seller reports. I'm going to show you everything we're doing to sell your home from the standpoint of the showings we're getting, the feedback we're getting, the activity that we're getting on your listing as far as internet ads and, uh, and exposure, comments, likes, inquiries, leads, views, all of that stuff. We're going to be communicating that with you minimum of once a week. Oftentimes, we're going to talk more because as we're getting showings, I'm going, to, I'm going to be relaying that feedback to you immediately or as quickly as possible. But I want to let you know there's never going to be a time where a week's going to go by where you haven't heard from me. I never want you to wonder, what, what am I doing to get your home sold? So feedback is very important, and I think it's an important thing to touch on in the uh, listing. Open houses. Do you like open houses? Do you not like open houses? Here's the thing. Here's the statistic that's important. Open houses, I think, are a great way to pick up buyers. The statistic is, though, less than 5% of homes actually sell from an open house. It's not very much. So if a seller wants you to do an open house every single weekend, it's important that they know that they've got a 5% chance of that working. That to ask them to leave their house every single Saturday or Sunday to do an open house probably isn't the best strategy. So what we say in our presentation is simply this. How do you feel about open houses? Oh, I love them. It's fantastic. I love them too. Were you aware that less than 5% of homes actually sell from an open house? No, I wasn't. The reason I bring that up is just because the likelihood of your home selling from an open house is actually quite small. I'd rather put my focus on the 95% of things that I've shown you here in our presentation today that I know will get your home sold, rather than asking you to leave your house every single weekend. What I would like to do if you're open to it is, is do an open house right when we first go to market. And should we have to make any kind of price adjustment, which I don't think we will, maybe we do another one at that point. Does that sound good? Now, what this is doing is keeping you from having to do an open house every single weekend. Now, if you want to do it, do it. Great. But what you're going to find is the first open house, you're going to get a lot of traffic. The second one, you get a little bit. You know, The third one, even less. The fourth one, even less. By the fourth or fifth one, you're probably not going to get any. So doing it's important to let them know that doing an open house every weekend and thinking that's going to sell a house isn't. Right? Now, if they're like, I hate open houses, you know what? That's great. And that's okay because less than 5% of homes actually sell from an open house. So it's not really that important. We're not missing a whole lot by not doing an open house. So keep that in mind. And then different things to do open house strategies. What are you doing to do, an, to, to do an open house? Are you putting a sign out there on Sunday and hoping people come through? Or does your open house strategy start earlier in the week? For us, it starts on Monday. Identify the house. We're going to hold open. We start running ads all week, internet ads on Facebook all week on that. We start making calls around the neighborhood letting neighbors know about the open house to let them know that you know the home's available. We'd love for you to stop by, take a look. Why would we want to do this? One, they may have people that are interested that they may know that might want to move into the area. Two, they may be thinking about selling as well. So I want to get as many people into this open house as possible to make it a lead generation activity for myself in addition to hopefully selling the house as well. Uh, email, so we're going to send out thousands of emails to realtors in the area. Get 10 directional arrows. So put out as many directional arrows as possible to let people know it's branding for you as well to see that everything that's going on uh, or to let them know that you're active in the area. So if you have 10 arrows out there as opposed to one, that's a good thing. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. So that's our open house strategy. And that's it. So that's simple, right? It was about a 20 slides that we went through. And then I'm going to ask, is there anything else that another agent said? Or excuse me, I'm going to ask, is there anything else that, that maybe I failed to not to mention um, that uh, you're concerned with? And they're going to say no, because we've pretty much covered everything. Now I'm going to move into, great. So let's just say, you know, I'm going to ask them, how do you feel? Are you ready to get started? 
So I'm going to ask that. I used to never ask that. Just ask it. Are you ready to get started? Here's where the objections might start to come up. Well, well, we need to think about it. Now, let's just say it's a commission objection. Right? And, and again, we're going to talk about commission objections at a later date. But let's assume we've gotten through pricing and they're okay with your price and they're okay with your commission and they still don't want to sell. Or excuse me, they still don't want to list with you or they still need to think about it. If they say, I need to think about it or I need to sleep on it, that there's just an unanswered question that we haven't identified yet. There's something that's stopping them from wanting to list with you. So if I've done a very thorough job, and again, if, if I'm presenting this, it's going to sound much more fluid than I just went through here because I had to stop and kind of talk in that. But if I've done a really great job on presenting and answered all of their questions, there really isn't anything that should stop them. Now, there's a difference between objections and conditions. A condition would be something like, hey, the house is in probate and we can't sell until the attorney signs off. Well, that's, that's a condition. I can't do anything about that. An objection, though, is I want to sleep on it. Uh, we want to interview more agents, uh, this or that. So here's what I'm going to ask. Totally understand. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in my ability to sell your home? With 10 being the highest. Uh, 7. Okay. That's a little bit lower than I'd like. What would I have to do to make it a 10? Well, uh, we want your commission lower. Or, you know, or, or we want you to do open houses every weekend or something. Totally understand. Now, in addition to my commission and doing open houses any weekend, is there anything else that would stop this from being a 10? No, that's it. Great. I've pinpointed now and I've identified what are those two things that are stopping them from signing with me. Now I need to address those. So I need to go back to commission. Maybe they weren't happy with my commission objection. And I need to go back to that and talk about that. Or, okay, I totally understand you'd like to do open houses. Now, if we were to do an open house every single weekend, would you be prepared to move forward? Yes, I would. Great. Let's move forward. I would do an open house every weekend if it gets me the list, even though I know it's not going to sell. And I've talked to them about that. If I price them correctly, though, chances are I'm not doing an open house every weekend. I'm going to sell the house quickly anyway if it's priced correctly. All right. So I want to ask that. Is there anything else stopping you from signing with me today? No, that's it. Just the open house thing. Fantastic. So keep that in mind. Ask that question. On a scale of one to 10, is there anything that would stop you from wanting to meet with, or wanting, for, is, on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you in my ability to sell your home? Oh, it's a 10. Well, great. What's stopping you? Well, we want to interview other agents. Totally understand you want to interview other agents. And do you feel I'm the best chance? Of, do you feel I can, are confident that I can get your home sold? Well, yeah, I do. Great. Why don't we do this? Why don't we sign the paperwork today contingent upon you meeting with another realtor? And after you meet with them, if you still feel that I'm the best solution, let's we can move forward. If not, I'll rip up the paperwork. Same thing, I want to sleep on it. Totally understand you want to sleep on it. What if we do this? What if we sign the paperwork contingent upon you sleeping on it and within 24 hours? And what I'll do is I'll call you tomorrow after you've had time to think about it. And if you still feel confident, we'll move forward. And if not, we'll just tear up the paperwork. Fair enough. So these are different things from a commission of, or excuse me, from an objection standpoint that we need to start getting good at to be able to get the contract signed because. We always go into the, my philosophy when I was in production for my team's philosophy is this. If we walk out of there without a signed agreement, you're not going to get the listing. And that's what I used to do. I used to go in there. I would try to build rapport. I'd be super nice. I would, I would get into great rapport with them. I would never even ask them though to sign with me. And then they'd sign with somebody else. So I'd call and ask them why. They'd be like, oh, from a compatibility standpoint, you're great. We just felt they could get the job done. Keep in mind, sellers, it's not about rapport. 
sellers see us as an expense. So it's not about being friendly. It's about how do I show enough value to be able to convince them that I'm the best solution to get their house sold. So is report important? Sure, it's important, but it's not the only thing. And it's not the most important thing. What is the most important thing is how do I show enough value to deliver enough confidence so they're confident in my ability to get their home sold. And once you do that, you'll start taking more listings. Hope this helps. If you have questions, drop them below. We'll talk to you soon.